Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, it's Saturday. It's the Saturday show. One of those things is definitely true. The other is dependent on when you listen to the podcast. But every Saturday on the Saturday show, we do one from the vault and one from the week. And this week, we had more than usual scatological categorization of some of our segmentation. We talked about those uh, waste lagoons on North Carolina farms. But earlier in the week, I talked about a certain train, a certain boat, and a certain train that was uh, to be chugging through the Hackensack River. Though blocked by a bridge built a little too low, it is the sludge train, and we bring you that report. And then we go back to 2018, but a segment as timely then as it is now, and take this as advice from your friends at The Gist. Stop wishing people, especially Jews, happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah's over. So I was asked to do an ad, a little thank you holiday thing for Stitcher. Stitcher one is one of the fine services where you can hear this podcast. Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Overcast. I use Overcast. Whatever you're listening to now, I'm sure that would work. We do have a proof of that right now. Sample size of one, but it seems like that thing will also work. I do not actually know why it's derogore to mention every kind of podcast apps as you're listening to a podcast. It's like using a sticker to advertise a tangerine on the skin of a banana. You're already into the banana. There's also, I guess, the tangerine out there. So I don't know. Or, or maybe I'm just, you know, in the middle of doing plugs. I don't know if you know this, but I have a book out. If you want to get a present for someone who likes hypothetical sports stories, it's called Upon Further Review. It's on Amazon. It's number three in the category of sports and outdoors, sociology of sports. Want to know what the number one book in the category of sociology of sports is? Sex at Dawn, about having sex. Nothing about sports, unless you do it right. Okay, anyway, they asked me to do this ad for Stitcher. And the ad ended with, happy holidays and happy new year. And I thought, no, no, the holidays in happy holidays, those holidays are Christmas and New Year, New Year's Eve. Those are the holidays. Now, you might be saying, no, Mike, what about Hanukkah? Hanukkah is a holiday. And when people say happy holidays, they mean Hanukkah. And I have to tell you, when this ad airs, Hanukkah will be done. Hanukkah is half done. We're at the Uka in Hanukkah as we speak. My friend Lichman used to always say when he was at college, he'd go home for break. So college would end, I don't know, you know, December 15th, let's say. And he'd say, okay, bye to his Christian friend. And Lichman, being a nice guy, would say, Merry Christmas. 
being a nice guy who grew up, you know, in a Christian nation. And then the, the, the friend, the Christian would say, and happy Hanukkah, because he was trying to be nice. And Lichman would say, most years, actually, Hanukkah ended a couple of weeks ago, thereby insulting the Jew. So what I'm saying is Hanukkah has happened. It's happening now in the future. Anything past a couple days from now, hold your happy Hanukkahs. Don't be that Christian and don't be that Lichman. Say happy holidays. I know there's a war on holidays, but I'm telling you, we need to say it. And we need to, like as with any war, we need all of our forces united. For happy holidays to work, you cannot separate out New Year's, New Year's Eve, New Year. Some people say New Year's. That's like saying library a little bit, isn't it? Okay. I know what some of you are thinking. 2% according to the statistics. What about Kwanzaa? And I say 2% because my research reveals that 2% of Americans celebrate Kwanzaa. The stat's a little old. It's from a retail foundation. I was looking into the question of how popular is Kwanzaa, and this question seems to have stopped being asked in 2012. Around 2011 and 2012, there were many articles, or a few articles, and an interview on NPR asking just how popular is Kwanzaa, and now we've stopped asking the question. Uh, this could be for one of three reasons. Kwanzaa is incredibly popular, how can anyone ask? Kwanzaa is so unpopular, no one even knows to ask. Or the third one, it's just not the kind of thing we like to bring up anymore. I think it's probably that. So I tried to do, I'm a curious guy, I tried to do my own research. I went into Google Trends, which at least will tell you how many people are actually searching for Kwanzaa. And I learned a couple things. One, Google Trends tells me that searching for Kwanzaa, most popular in Delaware. Look, I hate to engage in broad stereotypes, but can we just say it? It's what everyone knows. Delaware loves Kwanzaa. I'm just saying out loud what you've been thinking. Delaware loves themselves some Kwanzaa. But Kwanzaa has gotten less popular, at least according to search terms. It was, I don't know what these unit of measurements were, but it was in the hundreds uh, in 2004 and 2005 when Google Trends started. And lately it's been in the 60s. It seems like people are searching for Kwanzaa less and less. Maybe they just know how to do Kwanzaa right and they don't need to search for it. I did feel a little bit bad. I, I do feel like I have to address Kwanzaa and I have these questions about Kwanzaa. But someone listening to this might be saying, why are you picking on Kwanzaa? Let Kwanzaa be Kwanzaa. Why do you have to compare Kwanzaa to these other big holidays with, you know, thousands of years head start? Kwanzaa, it's like the WNBA of holidays. I mean, it's good. You're glad it exists, right? You would have to be a monster to be against it. You always hear about people who like it. And of course, the real thing they have in common both are crazy popular in Delaware. What, you don't know about Elena Deladon, Blue Hen? Yes, she is quite popular. And now the spiel. The interplay between the rails and the waterways is an intricate and magnificent thing. To behold a locomotive steaming across a trestle high in the night sky as a sturdy barge navigates its way underneath. For that moment, it is a confluence of traditions, economies, and a mastery of speed and transit that defines humanity's industry and wisdom. So yeah, in New Jersey, they built the bridge too low for the sludge barge. The North Portal Bridge 
spanning the mighty Hackensack River, was built at a height of 50 feet. Quote, if they had just made it 55 feet or even 52 feet, I would have been ecstatic. That is Mike Vinnick, as quoted in the Wall Street Journal. Vinnick is the captain of the Sludge Barge, a barge which carries sewage that travels once a week from Bergen County. It's 49 feet high, which seems to fit under a 50-foot bridge, or maybe it did to the planners, but at high tide, the sewage will not flow through. See, the new bridge replaces an old bridge, which used to swing open to allow a 49-foot, 51 and high tide barge to get through. But it always would get stuck, forcing workers to bang rails in place with sledgehammers to properly close it as tens of thousands of New Jersey commuters waited. And slowing traffic in New Jersey has been known to result in prison sentences. Wildstein's lawyer referenced Kelly's now infamous email, time for some traffic problems in Fort Lee, saying his client willingly brought this evidence and more to the U.S. Attorney's Office before a plea deal was ever offered. This one creakily, improperly swinging bridge was like a monthly Bridgegate scandal. Tens of thousands would routinely be stuck whenever the bridge, like Carlos Beltran looking at a called third strike, failed to properly swing. So New Jersey Transit and federal entities in the form of the Coast Guard and Amtrak made like Michelle Obama when they go low. And the federal government went high but not high enough for the sludge barge, apparently. So now the plan is to truck the waste overland a 30-mile round trip from Little Ferry, New Jersey, to the Passaic Valley Sewage Commission in Newark, because that, friends, is where the magic happens. EVSC treats approximately 250 million gallons of wastewater per day, which is about a quarter of all wastewater generated in all of New Jersey. The goal of the PVSC is to protect public health and the environment by treating wastewater that is conveyed to our wastewater treatment facilities and safely discharge it to New York Harbor. That's Marcus Ely, a supervisor with the Passaic Valley Sewage Commission, which I learned a lot about today. They have an enormous task. The stakes could hardly be higher, as made clear by Marcus Johnson, title operations manager for centrifuges and thickeners. If we were to shut down this plant today, we had a total catastrophe between all industrial waste, residential waste, pretty much all the waste in five counties. Well, the plant isn't shutting down. It will be receiving shipments, however, not by sea, but by land. Because the bridge is two feet too low, now the plan is 50 trucks full of waste every day, six days a week. Like I said, 30 miles round trip. On the east side of the plant, we have the sludge train. People all over the world now, John Ham. It's the sludge train, sludge train. Okay, so the 30 trucks of sludge that was formerly brought by barge, that does represent only a 10% increase. But for two feet of bridge, come on. It seems like some parts of the process were pretty haphazard, where other parts of this process are simultaneously state-of-the-art and funny to a six-year-old. At PBSC, we produce our own oxygen for this process. It requires continuous monitoring to ensure the balance is right for the microorganisms to be fed enough poop to clean as much wastewater as possible while remaining hungry enough to get the job done quickly. Okay, I'm going to guess at this point you maybe have been fed enough of the straight poop about the sludge train and the sludge barge, but there is a wrinkle. 
While the reporting in the Wall Street Journal leaves the strong impression, the strong odor that the federal agencies that were the builders of the bridge failed to do due diligence, my research indicates it may have been the county agency that brought back the barge that really stepped into it. Here's a headline from NewJersey.com, November 2021, Barges of Poop to Resume Traveling Under the Portal Bridge. It says the Bergen County Utilities Authority is paying a barge company to ship sludge from its little ferry facility down the Hackensack River for the first time since 2016. Oh, now the shit's really going to hit the bridge. It turns out that the barge had been mothballed in favor of trucks. That changed in 2016 when the county decided to save money by approving a $3 million contract with SpectraServe Inc. of Kearney, New Jersey for, quote, liquid sludge barge transportation. And the reason was it would save $500,000 annually. That, according to authority spokesman Keith Furlong, who went to great lengths or at least an eighth of a mile to justify the decision. But there, by the articles, this really is a journey, a creaky journey that doesn't swing all the way. But by end of the article, the crap really seems to flow downhill back towards the federal government because it quotes a spokesman for New Jersey Transit saying, quote, The resumption of barges reinforces why this project is so critical. So they knew about the barges, but they didn't even build it high enough. I'm going to guess no one is going to take the blame for any of this because in New Jersey, everyone thinks their shit don't stink. Corey War is the producer of The Gist, and Joel Patterson is the senior producer. Michelle Pesca is the COO of Peachfish Productions. The Gist also comes to you and your loved ones in gift form. Go to subscribe.mikepesca.com slash gifts. If you'd like 11% off, yeah, I could swing 11. If you'd like anything less than 11% off, I actually can't do it. But if you want exactly 11% off, enter code BELGIUM at checkout at subscribe.mikepesca.com where you get these bonus segments. You get complete access to our archives. I mean, everyone else does too, but... If you can't find a segment, you can email me and I'll help you if you're a Pesca Plus subscriber. And please join us again on Monday.